soon to be graduates of the class of 2016. You have experienced much in your 12 plus years of schooling. You have felt the fires of knowledge. And I'll bet you've experienced the quenching of disappointment. The world after high school is expanding before you and you are probably starting to feel a mix of emotions. Excitement at the exploration, fear of the unknown to come, sadness as the implications of going to different cities, different colleges, different lives starts to sink in, and joy at the possibilities before you. You will hear people say your possibilities are endless, and this is true, but you will also need to realize that no one can make it by themselves nor can one person do all things. Don't let the number of options overwhelm you. Choose to do something you like doing, or think you might like doing, and let the options unfold in a smaller way before you. On subtle choices will your future be built. It's like building a fire. First, you gather the fuel, the material for the fuel together. Yes, you can light small twigs by themselves, but the fire is much more satisfying and warmer when the kindling is accompanied by medium-sized branches and the branches by logs. But you don't start out by lighting the log. You start by lighting the small stuff. And you've already been through this. You have learned much in your schooling, not just facts and theories, English and ag, but subtle things that you probably didn't even realize you were learning. Things like how to take care of yourself every day, how to interact with your peers, your teachers, and how to teach others. What makes a persuasive statement? How to live out your beliefs, how to prioritize your time and the natural consequences of not prioritizing well. This makes up the kindling for the fire what you have chosen to gather into yourself. However, just because you're graduating now, don't think you can stop gathering kindling. You'll need more of it in your life, and it's easy to gather, especially if you continue to work with others. You all have different experiences already, and will continue to have different experiences from others. This doesn't mean that you should cut yourself off from those who are different than yourself. Instead, recognize that you have gathered different types of wood, and that there are different characteristics to your fire of life. By spending time with each other, you may swap some kindling and learn about different branches to add to your fire. Now, I should tell you something about this fire. It won't consume your fuel, just like the fire of the burning bush didn't burn up when God appeared to Moses. The fuel of your soul fire is yours to add or remove. So add good fuel whenever you can and remove bad fuel, the fuel that does you no good. There are soul fires in the world that damage others around them. Do what you can to stay away or to keep yourself safe while working to share the fire of the Holy Spirit. You see, we see a fire being lit in our Bible story this morning, the fire of the Holy Spirit descending on the disciples. They too are in the midst of change in their lives. For more than a year, they've been following Jesus, literally and figuratively. They've seen Jesus preach about loving God and loving your neighbor. They've seen Jesus killed on a cross, and they've seen Jesus return from the dead and ascend to heaven. 
Now they're gathered together to celebrate a Jewish holiday called the Feast of Booths and also 50th Day, or Pentecost Himera in Greek, since it takes place 50 days after Passover. And their possibilities seem endless. They've been gathering kindling and branches and logs, how to live, what to live for, and principles of living. And despite a spark here or there, have not yet had their life fires blaze. What happens now? What happens now is that the fire of the Holy Spirit descends. They are set on fire for God and immediately start preaching and telling the good news of Jesus Christ. And not just in Aramaic or Greek, their common languages. No, everyone who hears them, hears them in their own native tongue. You see, the fire that burns in our lives is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit takes whatever you've gathered in your life and uses it to spread God's love in the world. A love and a message that is understandable to everyone eventually. Even though the disciples are decried for being drunk at 9 a.m. After all, what else could this burning fire be than the fire of intoxication? Peter responds that no, they are not drunk, but filled with the Holy Spirit. Let this be your answer. Truly your answer. If people ask you about the fire blazing in your heart. Don't try to feed your fire with alcohol or other intoxicants. You'll only manage to quench it instead. This brings us to another point. There will be times when your life fire, your soul fire, dwindles down to coals. When the wood you provide is too green or wet and smoke obscures your fire. Don't despair and remember what Jesus taught. Love God, love your neighbor. If your fire is dwindling or obscured, ask God to help you blaze forth again. That is, pray. And ask your friends and family to help pass the fire back to you. It's okay if this takes some time, or you have to gather new kindling and branches again. As the choir just sang, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Seek out a community, wherever you are that seeks God together, and take time to renew your strength as needed. Remember, even Jesus took time away from the crowds to pray and seek guidance from God. Often our lives take unexpected directions. When Peter reminds the crowd of Prophet Joel's words that young people will see visions and elders will dream dreams, he's reminding them and us of the fact that life will take us in different ways to different places. That your vision of the future may not turn out to be so, no matter how much planning you put in. And that even when you are grown, you will still have dreams of how things could be different. That how things are now is not how things will always be. You can work to change the world, starting small, gathering a group of people together whose fires burn hot enough to spread the message to others. Peter also quotes Joel saying that the Spirit will fill everyone, male and female, with the ability to speak God's word boldly. So take heart, speak boldly, and listen boldly as well. Fire needs oxygen to burn. Let the word of God be your oxygen as you speak truth and love to your friends and hear their words in return. Take time regularly to breathe in God's word especially before and after big transitions in your life. In that way, your soul fire will burn brightly. There is strength in gathering together, 
with new friends and old, with old families and with new. Don't be afraid to let the light of God shine from you in your romantic relationships and in your groups of friends. When you join in with the others, your flame will shine brighter than the sum of your flames together. Twelve disciples filled with the fiery spirit of life passed on their flame to an entire world. You have that flame within you. Work together to pass it on. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit stir you to action, setting the world afire with the love of God that sheds light into the darkest corners and does not destroy its fuel. May the love of God be your fuel. May the fire of the Holy Spirit burn within your heart. And may the way of Jesus Christ be the wind that fans your flame hotter and brighter. Amen.